Hello and welcome to the Steve Poos Benson podcast. It's been a while since I've recorded anything. You know, life, love, and work always come before the fun of podcasting and blogging. And I've been pretty busy lately, so I've had to set uh, the microphone down, but I've got a quiet moment. So I wanted to get at an idea that's been brewing in my mind for quite some time, and that's the holy no. The holy no, N-O, as if God is saying no to you. What do you do when you find your way is blocked? What do you do when you've been working, working, working to get ahead, and nothing seems to work out? What do you do when you hear the no? You know, for me, it's a challenging question that at different parts of my life have left me stymied. And maybe you're feeling your own sense of no in your life, and you're wondering what to do about that. So what I want to do is I want to share with you a few insights that I have about the holy no and how to respond to to uh, when God says no. So let's begin. You know, for me, it begins first with Jesus teaching us to ask, seek, and knock. Jesus says, let your heavenly father, mother know what you want. So go after it, I say. Ask for what you need. Seek for your answers. Knock on as many doors as you can. If you need a job, then ask for it. If you need a raise, then ask for it. If you need a new relationship, then ask for it. If you need guidance and insight, then ask for it. If you need God to help you, then ask for it. If you need to move to a new city, then ask for it. Don't be shy. Don't expect God or anybody else to read your mind. Man, do I mean that. Don't ask people or God to read your mind. You have to ask for it. You know, I've asked God for many things in my life. I've asked for health for my children. When my son was uh, an infant with a deadly disorder, I prayed and prayed for God to help us. I ask for insights about my job, about my life. I believe in pouring it out to God. Ask, ask, ask. And then, you know what? Sometimes God says yes, and sometimes God says no. But it starts with asking. Jesus says, seek, ask, seek. You know what? Get off your hind end. Don't expect God to do the work for you. Don't expect other people to do the work for you. Seek out new books to read. Seek out new classes to take. Seek out mentors to give you advice. Seek out new friends and new relationships. If you need a date, then you know what? Get on Tinder. Tinder is a dating app. I know about Tinder because it's what my young adult children have showed me. You swipe left or right on the person of your dreams, but you've got to get going. You know, finding a date today is radically different than in the day when I was looking for a date. Anyway, you've got to seek. You have to travel. You have to explore. Don't sit on your butt. If you want to find God's yes, you have got to seek out new ideas. You have to seek out your dreams. Dream. Dream big, then seek for it. Get going after it. Get after it. That's why Jesus says, ask, seek, knock. For you to realize your dreams, you're going to need to take the initiative. You can't wait for someone else to open the door for you. You've got to do the work. You've got to knock on the doors. You've got to knock on a ton of doors. Not just one door, but many doors. 
Knock until your knuckles are bloody, but knock until someone answers the door. I remember when I was looking for a publisher for my second book, I knocked on so many doors. I was rejected I don't know how many times, but I kept on knocking on different publishers' doors. And, you know, one day the magical day happened, a publisher answered my letter, and ta-da, Centosaur was published. It happened because I knocked. But I have a question. What if you ask, seek, and knock, and nothing happens? I mean, nothing. Silence. No one wants to hear your questions, your ideas. They don't care what you're asking for. They definitely don't care what you're seeking because they're seeking for someone else. When you knock, they might answer the door, but then slam it into your face. You've dreamed a new way of life. You've worked, you've planned, but then wham, everything is closed. What do you do? Lindsay Stevenson, the business administrator here at Columbine, we were talking this past week. Uh, we're at different places in our life. She's 36. I'm 60. She's full of dreams and visions. It's why I like to work with Lindsay. She keeps my focus sharp. Every 60-year-old, she should be surrounded by people half their age. I love having young people work with me. It's awesome to have their energy. But Lindsay and I were talking about this, and she said that she wonders if bashing your head against the wall is in some way trying to manipulate manipulate the universe. I like that. By banging away, are you trying to manipulate the universe, manipulate God into rigging things to go your way? As if your knuckles were bloody enough that God will take pity and slide the door open for us? Is there a time and place where we just need to shut up and stop asking? Sit our rear ends down and stop seeking. Walk away from the door and quit knocking. And when do you know when it's time to stop? There's a legend that the Buddha told, uh, a legend that he told a story about a caravan that was traveling through a desert. And they came upon some Bedouins who were exhausted and dying of thirst. The Bedouins had been digging a well for water. They had been digging and digging and had decided to stop. The king of the caravan laughed and told them that the youngest child in his caravan could dig better than all these men and find water. The Bedouins laughed and said, Okay, show us the kid. Have him pick up the shovel and the pick. Show us how to dig. So the head of the caravan commanded the youngest boy to be put down in the bottom of the well to dig with a pickaxe. The little boy lugged the axe over his head and with all his little weight slammed the axe down. When he did, water gushed out. The Bedouins had given up when they were a single pickaxe away. How do we not make the same mistake the Bedouins make? When do you keep on digging and when do you throw in the towel? When do you go and when do you pull back and evaluate? You know, for me, I always go back to the story of the book of Acts when the Apostle Paul was spreading his message. You know, Paul was pretty gung-ho about spreading the message of Jesus. He was a man on a mission. He had an agenda. He also got his way in almost everything he did. However, at one point... Paul was stopped. In Acts 16, it tells the story that Paul's plan was to head north into the Asian province. 
but the Holy Spirit blocked that way. So he turned to Mycenae and then to Bithany, but the Spirit of Jesus wouldn't let him go in those ways either. It was only when he went through Mycenae that he went down to the seaport of Troas that Paul had a mission that led him in a totally different direction than what he planned, but it was surely the direction that God wanted him to go. He kept on hearing no, he kept on hearing no, but then when he finally went to the seaport of Troas, Paul's mission opened up and he heard a yes. He was asking, seeking, and knocking. He got no, 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 but he finally got to an ask, a yes. Now let's go back to Jesus asking, seeking, and knocking. I imagine that when Paul had come to the Asian province, he put a lot of energy into going there. But the Holy Spirit stopped him. What did that look like? Did it mean that everything he did come to a dead end? Every person he asked refused him? Every deal he tried to cut from getting supplies and transportation didn't work out? At one point, did Paul have to sit back and say, you know, this isn't working. Why isn't it working? He had to brainstorm what was going on. He had to finally come to a theological conclusion that said that God didn't want him to go to Asia. He had to take a different way. So he decides to be faithful and try again. So he tried Mycenae, the same thing. The road is blocked. He goes to Bithynia. The road is blocked. Three times Paul tries to ask, seek, and knock. Paul knocked knowing it until his knuckles were bloody, but three times the way is blocked. He asks, he seeks, nothing. It is only on his fourth try that the door opens and he has a vision leading him forward across to Macedonia. The key is he had to try three different times to get the answer no to get to his yes. What do we make of that? You know, I think at some point we have to ask what's the difference between us not asking enough and hearing a no that comes from God. For me, I think it's an issue of faith. You have to trust that God is working on your side for your behalf. You have to trust that if you hear a no, it's just a faithful answer as a yes. And you can, can you hear that no and accept it? Here's an example. I spent three years writing a book on suicide. I love the book on suicide, and I felt called to write that book. You know, I felt sent by God to write that book. I believe I was the right person to write that book. I had a belief that God wanted me to write it. So I set out, wrote the hard book on a painful topic. When the book was finished, I was pretty proud of it. So I took it to publishers, and time after time, I submitted the book. I was rejected and rejected. I finally had to get to the point where I had to hear the rejection as a no from God, and not just any old no, but as a final no, a period. No, God saying, no, Steve, don't publish this book. You know, I've since learned that the time wasn't right for the book. The reading world was not ready for the message that I was called to send out. Maybe there will come a time, maybe I've had to understand that maybe what God is saying, not yet, maybe someday, maybe sometime in the future, but not yet. Maybe I have to edit my own understanding of suicide. 
Maybe I'll have to wait, but I have to accept for right now the answer is no. It was hard at first to hear the no, but then I found peace. I know that the book is there and I might try to publish it again, but somehow, not now. I'll have to take the no as an issue of faith, knowing that someday out there, there might be a yes from God. You know, I also think you have to hear the no of God as God saying, no, not this way, don't go this way. You know, it's like for me publishing the book on suicide. You know, I said no, I accepted the no, but then eventually I heard God say yes and took me in a different direction of writing a new book, The Jesus Path, which is just on the verge of being released. You know, for me, it's it's God's way of saying, don't go this way. The no is don't go this way, but instead it's God saying, go this way. It's not that there's no forward momentum. There is. You have to keep on asking and knocking and searching, but at some point we have to realize that God's not into skywriting. God doesn't flash a sign in the cloud that says, Steve, I want you to do this. You know, God's only avenue is through some type of passive interaction where God guides and directs you. This means you have to be active and not give up But at some point, you might need to see that God is trying to shift your direction and take you in a different way. Then maybe again, each knows God saying, not this way. God is not telling you no. God is telling you no, not this way. I want you to go in a different way. And we have to remember that Paul had to shift four times. This was his fourth choice. Going to Troas was his fourth choice choice. And he each time he had to hear the no as God's way of saying, no, not this direction. Can you hear that? Can you hear God saying to you, no, not this direction? Let's go back to Lindsay's question about how do you know when to stop beating against the wall or the question of the Buddha, if you had just tried one more swing with a pick and you would have hit water How do you know when to accept that it's just not working and that it's a divine no? Now, here are some thoughts. If you're beating against a wall and you're actually getting emotionally bloody, you know, people are disrespecting you, they're pushing hard back against you, you're trying every avenue and it's just plain no. The doors are being slammed on your face. You're getting bloody. Then I think you need to reevaluate your direction as maybe a needed course change from God. You need to think of that. You know, this might be your first choice. It's not God's first choice for you. And you need to go into a second, a third, a fourth, maybe a tenth different direction to find out the direction that you need to go. You know, you might also need to reevaluate your actions when you're wasting your time. If you're pouring tons of time and effort into something and you're compromising your health and your relationships and, you know, it's just like you're pouring yourself into like a bucket with holes in the bottom, at some point you need to ask, you know, 
Am I wasting my time doing this? If nobody is responding, you know, Jesus says, don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't cast these beautiful gems of who you are in front of a group of people that are just going to trample on what to you is holy and sacred. Then maybe you need to hear it as being a divine no. Stop doing this. Go in a different direction. Here's another thought. If you find yourself compromising your gifts, skills, and abilities, as you know, maybe a way of bargaining yourself into getting someone to say yes, as if you sell yourself short enough that you compromise yourself enough, then you know what? It's time to stop. Don't sell yourself low. It's a divine no to go in a different direction. Don't sell yourself short. If you sell yourself short, you're never going to realize your full potential that God has in store for you. Shift. Can you go in a different direction? Can you accept no as being a part of God's yes? God is always about yes. You have to get to the point where you're believing in the divine yes. Yes, God wants you to have a life that flourishes. Yes, God wants you to be successful. Yes, God wants you to have meaning relationships and a fulfilling career. You have to believe in the yes, which also means you have to accept the no as a way of God guiding you. So where do you need to pay attention to the no in your life? A no in your job, a no in relationship. The no, so that you can hear the yes. Now, maybe... To hear that yes, you are going to have to shift directions. Maybe the yes means that you have to end a job, end a relationship, bring about something to an end so you can shift gears and go in the direction of the yes. You know, you might have to take a huge risk, a huge financial hit. You might be looking at a time of really steep loneliness where you are walking and treading across a desert to get to the yes, but you have to believe that God is all about the yes. Then if you can accept the no as a change of course and keep moving, that eventually you're going to enter into a time of brilliant yes when the doors open. Because you know what? The doors will open. I know they will. The doors eventually open for Paul. They will open for you. I have faith they will. I guess it really comes down to the issue, do you have faith that they will? Do you have faith that the doors will eventually open? Do you believe in God's yes? I tell you, take the no And turn the corner to hear the yes. And maybe if it's even another no, and another no, and another no, keep asking, seeking, knocking, until you find the yes. Hey, it's great to be back podcasting with you. Uh, Blessings to you all. Enjoy another beautiful summer day.